What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 47 this weekend. Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland should be a fun slate. As always, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week over there on DraftKings. And before we get into those picks, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment below. Let's see. Comment below who your favorite play is in the 8.5K to 7.7K range. There's a few really interesting fights in that range that I think potentially could decide the slate. So uh, if you're right on that mid-range, could be very beneficial for you this weekend. Very curious to hear your thoughts. And let's jump into my first pick of the week. It's going to be the main event favorite, Sean Strickland at 8.8K as my cash game play of the week. All right, starting out for cash games this week, as always, normally I go right up to the very top tier because those are the safest fighters. And I do probably, I probably will have exposure to at least one fighter in the top range this week. But there are, there's kind of a lot of question marks and no fighter that really, really stands out to me. Sean Strickland as the favorite in the main event does make sense from a cash game perspective. He's minus uh, 210, minus 220, depending on where you look. Over Hermanson, obviously this has five rounds to work with. And I think Strickland is just relatively safe. He's relatively safe to win. He's relatively safe to fight an extended period. He has some striking potential. He has some grappling potential. Maybe not the, the fighter who uh, has the most upside on this entire slate, though I think he has upside as well. But I consider him relatively safe for the price. He's averaging 5.45 significant strikes per minute. 3.73 absorbed per minute. That's a very good ratio. 66% striking defense. He should have advantages at range against Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson's capable. Averages 4.86 significant strikes landed per minute. Defense isn't as strong, though, 54%. And that's kind of been one of his downfalls, especially at range. In his last three losses, he's been knocked down in all three of them. Though I was pretty impressed in his loss to Marvin Vittori over five rounds. He got knocked down early, came back, landed 122 significant strikes in total, including... 32 in round four, 30 in round five. So Hermanson's live, even if this fight takes place on the feet, though Hermanson is better on the ground. That's probably where he's going to look to test Strickland the most. He averages a couple takedowns per 15 minutes, but Strickland's a, a really good grappler too. You know, 82% takedowns defended. He can wrestle two, averages 1.32 takedowns landed per 15 minutes. Strickland, I believe, is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. The only three losses he has since 2014 Santiago Ponzinibbio by decision, Kamaru Usman by decision, and a knockout loss to Zaleski Dos Santos in 2018. Strickland's tough, and I think he's going to have advantages at range. I was really impressed with his win over Uriah Hall as well, and in his volume too. I mean, 186 significant strikes landed, 53 in round five. So I just have no worries about Strickland at this point being able to produce over five rounds. I do think there's a decent chance the fight could be competitive at times. There's a decent chance that Hermanson maybe lands a takedown or two and has some ground threat. But Strickland is a very capable boxer offensively and defensively. He's more likely to win this fight via knockout than Hermanson is. Pretty decent inside the distance line, plus 160. So he's got some upside as well. Already mentioned the defensive vulner vulnerabilities with Hermanson. So at 8.8K, with five rounds to work with, 
you know, Strickland coming off a, a five-round win in which he scored 144 points. You don't have to go all in on him in tournaments, but I think he's a, a pretty strong option for cash games at this price. Strickland will be my cash game play of the week. All right, moving on to tournaments. Um, I'm going to give out Phil Rowe at 8.4K, which is interesting, maybe interesting to you because his betting line has actually been dropping to the point that his opponent, Jason Witt, is now the value play, 7.8K plus 100 underdog. I really like this matchup as a whole. The reason I prefer Witt and I'm using him as my tournament play of the week is because I think he has very, very realistic early knockout upside. Um, Jason Witt isn't terrible. You know, he's a, a decent wrestler and grappler. He's coming off a majority decision in which he landed eight takedowns against Brian Barbarena. Kind of looked better than I expected there. He also has a second round submission win in the UFC. His other two fights in the UFC were knockout losses and they both came inside of one minute. And I just don't think he's that durable. And whether or not he wins or loses this particular fight doesn't really matter because I think when Witt loses, oftentimes, still going forward, it's going to be because he gets hurt. Even against Barbarina, he got hurt multiple times. He just, his brain didn't shut off, fortunately for him. But now he's facing an opponent in Phil Rowe who's really likely to test that durability anytime this fight plays out on the feet. Rowe is five inches taller and has a 10 inch reach advantage. And he is not the biggest one punch fighter in the sport, but he's a very solid combination boxer. He's got speed in his hands, technically proficient. And I just think at range, Wit doesn't really have much to offer him. And if Rowe lands even half of what we've seen in his previous couple fights, it's very likely that he can test the durability of Wit and win by early knockout. Rowe, although he's only minus 120 to win, he's plus 130 inside the distance, which is a pretty strong number. Rowe isn't safe here. That, that's not the point. I, I definitely think he could get taken down. I definitely think he could lose this fight. Uh, we may be disappointed with the result, but... If he can keep this fight standing, if he can scramble up when he gets taken down, I think he has so much damage potential at range that a knockout seems pretty likely to me. And at 8.4K, especially if people are going to be off him because his betting line's dropping, I just think he's a, an excellent tournament option. Um, low floor, but very high ceiling, especially considering he has that quick finish bonus potential too, which we don't really talk about the ability to land that knockout inside of one minute. Those are both of Witt's losses. And I really do think if Witt, if Rowe gets his hand raised, a knockout is a very realistic um, option. So I really like this fight as a whole. Witt's a great value play at 7.8K for his value, for his grappling upside. But Phil Rowe will be my tournament play of the week at 8.4K. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to give out Nick Maximov at 7.6K. Probably not a surprise to all of you, but uh, I targeted Maximov in his UFC debut, and he came through, and he was on the optimal lineup, scored 96 points in a decision win. I'm going right back to the well here uh, against Punahele Soriano in what's definitely a tougher matchup. 
Soriano's a favorite, minus 185, Maximov plus 160. And look, if you're a supporter of Soriano, that's fine. And if you think that Soriano has the tools to defend takedowns, keep the fight standing, and he's going to land the more damaging strikes, that's fine. Go ahead and play Soriano. I'm not like, I, I can't fault you for that because I do think we, we just haven't seen enough from Maximov to uh, you know, know for sure how skilled he is in striking exchanges and, and how good his cardio is and how good his wrestling is. So there's still a lot for Nick left to prove, and I like that, and I think that's why he's the underdog in this matchup. A lot of people are looking to the fact that Soriano's never been taken down in the UFC, but I, I don't think that stat is super important considering he's only faced one attempt. And Maximov, in his last fight, attempted... Uh, 15 takedowns. So if he attempts 15 takedowns against Soriano, I feel pretty good about his ability to land more than zero. And look, if if Nick gets on top of Soriano or pretty much anyone in this division, he is a threat to finish. He is a very talented, a very intelligent submission grappler. And I really do not trust Soriano on his back to this point. He may come from a wrestling background, but if Nick's on top of him, uh, don't be surprised to see him advance position, take the back, etc., and threaten for a finish. And the bottom line here is at 7.6K when we're looking for upside. I definitely think Maximov has it. You know, I don't think he's going to just stand and brawl with Soriano in the pocket. If Maximov wins, it's very likely to come, at least in part, from takedowns, from control, potentially a finish. And that produces very well from a DraftKings perspective. And as I already mentioned, he scored 96 points in a decision in his UFC debut. And that only came from landing 14 significant strikes. So he has a ton of grappling upside. And I think he has underrated finishing upside in this matchup as well. We know we know Soriano's dangerous. We know early on he can throw big punches. He's very physical, but... We've seen multiple times Soriano fade down the stretch. And at the very least, that gives Maximov a path to victory. Um, his ground skills are more than enough upside for me to target him at 7.6K. Maximov will be my salary play of the week. And finally, my fade of the week. Went back and forth here, but I'm going to give out Miles Johns at 8.9K. I just don't have that much interest in targeting him in this matchup at this price against John Castaneda. Uh, John's is look decent. Um, he's a pushing a minus 200 favorite here against Castaneda, which I feels like a bit wide to me. John's actually comes from a wrestling background and that's kind of his strength, but he is averaging less than one takedown per 15 minutes. He hasn't landed a takedown in any of his last three matchups, which is kind of a big concern. Um, to his credit, he seems to be an improving striker. He's actually won by knockout in each of his last two fights, won by third-round knockout in each of his last two fights. So he has striking upside, but I just don't know if I fully buy it. And if you tell me that Johns is still not going to attempt uh, many takedowns in this matchup, what am I going to do, bet on him to win by knockout again? I just don't think in the long run Johns is a fighter I want to be backing for his striking skills. He's averaging 4.03 significant strikes per minute. That's fine. But like, you know, in in the in all of, in his fights he's he's landed 73 significant strikes, 31 
48 and 80. And I, I just ultimately, it, it feels like unless he completely turns around, starts wrestling again, it, it feels like he needs an early knockout to end up on the Optima lineup. Even in his last two knockouts that came late in the fight, he scored 87 and 81 points. That's not enough. He's not producing enough offense. At 8.9K, there's just too many other potential finishers in this range for me to make a heavy investment on Johns based on his style. He's plus, what, 260 I see inside the distance. It's not terrible, but it's not a, a spectacular number, especially compared to other fighters in this range. So ultimately, Johns is not going to be a priority for me. I don't like him at this price of 8.9K, and he will be my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns, needs, rankings, projections. Going to post a full podcast later tonight as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Again, comment below your favorite play in the 8.5, 7.7K range. Best of luck in your contest. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace.